Dungeons and Dragons, what are some, what's like your favorite class to play? Oh. Or, or, or are you more of a, the DM? Would you rather do that than, than play? I actually, I switch, I started off playing and then I switched over to DMing and I've actually been enjoying DMing a little bit more. Um, but I think my favorite class, I really love bards a lot because you can really tie in a lot of like arts type themed stuff, which, mm-hmm. you know, big surprise. I'm really into that sort of thing. Never would have and guessed. Yeah, I really enjoy their aesthetics and uh, just the absolute fun you can have with them. Um, but yeah, I just started recently like getting more confident in DMing and I'm actually going to be starting a campaign with friends here uh, soon and I'm I'm really excited, but I've enjoyed both sides of it. <laughs> Also, see, you're like the only one. Like I've, I've was a player first, and I've dabbled in DMing mainly one shots because I don't have the, the time or the skill to <laughs> have like whole things. Because usually it's different. It's like there's DMs and like, man, I wish I could play. I got stuck DMing, <laughs> and it's been four and a half years on this yeah. one campaign. Uh, so to find somebody who's like, no, yeah, I want to be a DM. That's like. That's that's phenomenal because that usually does not happen. Yeah, I've heard that. And I think it's just because uh, when I started playing as a character, it's like I get the performance anxiety. I a lot of the people that were in my group, they're they're very like they're very talented kind of role players and they're very good at like, you know, doing the voices for their characters and acting in the moment mm-hmm. and stuff. And I despite being a theater kid, I'm not good at like on the spur, like improv type stuff. So it's I've gotten better at it, but I definitely I think I, I found a, um, a comforting role in being kind of the storyteller and watching my friends just scramble and try and deal with what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, speaking of storytellers, what's up, fandom? My name is Josh and I have a very special guest today. We have Purpa joining us today. Hello. Uh, and Purpa is the creator of Suitor Armor, which is... I'm, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go all in. Um, <laughs> we're we're gonna peek behind the curtain. I didn't really know about Suitor Armor until um, uh, our our wonderful friends at Webtoon kind of like gave us a list of people, and I was like, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll give we'll give Suitor Armor a shot. It seems I, I like the the concept sounds really fun. Read it all in a weekend, like the whole <laughs> like all of it. And I'm completely caught up. Used Fast Pass, got it all all done. So. Uh, Honestly, one of my new favorite uh, web comics, Suitor Armor. Um, love it. Absolutely. It's story, mwah, A plus. Uh, art, A plus. Uh, <laughs> comment section, about a B. Um, no, <laughs> I don't go in there, so I wouldn't know. That's, that's probably for the best. You stay out of them <laughs> comment sections. Um, but Purpa, um, if you wouldn't mind, just maybe tell our audience a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so uh, like you said, I'm I'm the creator of Sumer, Suitor Armor on Webtoon. Um, I've been doing art for as long as I can remember. I was uh, initially going into um, animation, trying to do like character design, mm-hmm. and that didn't really pan out for me. And so I started doing like uh, comics as just something on the side, um, and I sort of just sort of fell into it. Um, yeah, but I, I adore fantasy, if that wasn't obvious through my series. And uh, I also enjoy like theater. I was a theater kid growing up. And um, I'm just happy that I have found a, a job and story that lets me kind of just roll everything I love into one project that I get to just roll around in. <laughs> 
Nice. Uh, so, so what was Little Purple like growing up? So, I mean, into the theater and everything like that. Um, yes. But you, but you wanted to do animation. So, how did that kind of move from like theater to animation to comic? Like, how did that? That's a completely different, you know, yeah. <laughs> mediums. All three of them. Uh, yeah. So, art and theater were the two things that I did primarily. I did some writing with friends, you know, just like fun stuff on the side. And mm -hmm. I remember there was a point in high school where you know you start your senior year and you have to start applying to schools and kind of looking at. Um, your future. And it was sort of a, a fork in the road where I had to decide, I had to decide if I was going to pursue theater and acting musicals, all the stuff that I did recreationally, or if I was going to focus more on art. And, um, I thought about it and realized that I did art in my free time more than I did theater. And I decided like, well, if I enjoy that more then I probably would enjoy a career in that more. Um, not to say that I don't love theater and, and stuff still and I dabble in it every once in a while and and stuff but um yeah so I was trying to figure out what to do and um I grew up on you know animated shows and movies and I always preferred animation to live action at the time because it was art on screen 24 7 and um and so I thought, oh, I'll be a character designer for animation because I love drawing characters more than like full on illustrations or mm -hmm. backgrounds or anything like that. And um, so I studied to do character design. And I remember at the time I had an illustration class that I was taking um, and my teacher for that kept trying to push me into comics and saying like, oh, you should like dabble in this a little bit more and I was like no no I'm I'm in animation thank you though you know like I kept I kept brushing him off and mm -hmm. which is really funny considering where I ended up um and so when we moved uh me and my partner moved out to California because at the time pre-pandemic it was all you had to be here in person to get a job and so we moved out here as sort of a uh, sort of a gamble you know I didn't have any prospects and I was applying to studios uh, left and right. I I did one freelance character design job for Cartoon Network, uncredited on one episode of a show. That was that was my career in but, animation. But <laughs> did 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 you get in then? You were on the show though. I technically it was like it was an interesting experience, and maybe sort of made me realize that like at the time I was like, oh, that wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Um, but I'll keep trying. And then I, I was just getting no replies back to applications. I wasn't hearing back from anyone. And this was over the process of months. And so I started um, I started Suter Armor on Webtoon Canvas because I was like, I just need a side project to work on when I'm not working on portfolio stuff to keep me sane. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I think we got six episodes in on canvas before i got an email from webtoon asking if i'd be interested in turning it into an original for them and i remember jumping up from my desk and like screaming at the top of my lungs because that was like the first offer of any kind of job to do art i had gotten since moving out and um I, I, I remember calling my mom on my phone and she didn't pick up and I was like I had no one to scream about this to um but yeah it was sort of just a kind of rough and tumble and kind of falling into it but I think back about that illustration teacher who kept trying to push me into comics and I ended up where he thought I should be anyway so 
Well, that's good. Well, here's the thing. Um, with with the Cartoon Network thing, um, they're dead now. So you've outlived yeah, Cartoon yeah. Network. So I mean, it's a good thing yeah, that you're doing the comics. You know, yeah. Um, so uh, so you liked you know drawing in the characters and stuff. Like, was that something that you were doing like when you were like younger, younger? Like, was there were you doing the because I, I I we we had uh Zeno Robinson and who's a, who's a voice actor very talented love him to death we had him on um a couple weeks ago and we were talking about how we we used to do uh we used to draw uh DBZ characters like on like in on notebooks at school was that <laughs> were you doing kind of like the same thing probably not DBZ characters because honestly you have bad taste if you like Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> uh yeah no I I've been drawing characters since I can remember um. You know, for me, my my DBZ, I guess, and the characters that I would draw and the stories they were that I would write, they were all centered around Phantom of the Opera. And there's that tie into theater again. That was my obsession in high school. And so that's what I drew. That's what I wrote. That's what I watched. <laughs> like for a big chunk of my youth there, it was all like Phantom of the Opera themed. And I would draw stuff to do with that story I was writing with my friends. Um, and then it turned into um I, I never drew like uh, a ton of fan art up until I was in college. And um, I don't know if you're familiar with it, though, but there was an animated music video called Mystery Skulls. And that came out on YouTube. And they have I think they have two or three now. And I started drawing fan art for that because I absolutely loved the characters and concepts. And that actually is what helped me get a following online was the fan art that I drew for for that particular niche fandom that didn't have a lot of content at the beginning um niche fandoms are where it's at though like, oh absolutely yes like the the i still don't even know what it is but like the <laughs> hell of a boss thing is like explodey and i'm like oh I, yeah I, I still have no idea what that is like <laughs> I, I don't know if it's a real thing i just see characters all over the place like is it a show is it a movie i have no idea but i just <laughs> see it all over the place oh so yeah I, all those little niche things, i totally get it <laughs> um oh man so inspirations for for you I, i'm phantom of the opera i'm sure you did uh cool little uh balcony scenes with a whole black uh <laughs> black background with just a couple little bitty eyes just peeking through um maybe a little bit of a, a part of a mask that you can kind of see um mm -hmm. things like that uh were there any other like like what what other type of influences and in everything that you did you have like was there like movies and things that you were i mean obviously and the opera and things like that um and musically um were there any other like uh i know you you talked to animation earlier was there any like animated you know movies or anything series that you were really big into uh, yes. So when I finally came out of my Phantom of the Opera hole and I realized there were other things I could like, um, Jim Henson movies were very big for me. I absolutely adore Labyrinth, uh, The Dark Crystal. Um, the I really loved kind of like the wrinkly art fantasy style that also was I also loved the the animated 1980s uh, Hobbit movie. Um, that's one of my all time the, favorites. Uh... Uh, Franken and Bat, is it Franken yeah, or so. Franklin and Bat? Yeah, yeah. Um, so there was a lot of crossover in there, like a lot of fantasy stuff. Which, funnily, it wasn't until like you know 2019 that I was really introduced to D and D. But before that, it was Jim Henson, um, Lord of the Rings, and uh, Guillermo del Toro films were also 
something that I love, like Pan's Labyrinth. And, you know, just I, I really loved the dark fantasy stuff that didn't shy away from, you know, from being dark, but still kind of had that fantasy whimsy mm-hmm. in it as well. Um, and as far as like, you know, I was really into animated uh, series when I when I was wanting to go into animation. Um, I definitely was drawn more towards uh, TV animated series rather than like animated films because I liked the long form storytelling yeah. of TV shows. So uh, there's oh gosh, there's so many, there's so many animated top three, shows top three, from my childhood. Quick. Top three, let's go. Ah! Top three, boom, boom, boom. Oh boy, that's, okay, that's Kim, the worst Kim thing. Possible. All right, Kim okay, possible. so so far we're doing fantastically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Kim Possible from Toon Disney. Um, uh, Powerpuff Girls from Cartoon Network, mm-hmm. another part of my childhood. And then I really loved uh, Steven Universe as well when that was uh, when that was airing. Um, I like how you went like old, old, and then Steven Universe. Yeah, yeah. Well, you said three. There's so many more. But yeah, I was like, I got to say one that's maybe like a little more recent. But oh, and Avatar The Last Airbender. I know that's, All right, there I know that's yeah. yeah, that's four. But whatever, we're breaking rules here. That's fine. <laughs> hey, here's the thing. When we used to do like top five lists, I would always do like six or seven. There was one time <laughs> like it was like top five cats. And I think I used all the Thundercats. So it's just like <laughs> my number two is all of the Thundercats. So yeah, it's we're fine. We break rules on this show. Um, I, I, so far, I'm, I'm I loved your picks. Like all of your picks, really, really good. Uh, musical wise, favorite musicals. Uh, Phantom of the Opera. Obviously, that was one of the first ones I I saw live, which was incredible. Um, Little Shop of Horrors, mm-hmm. which uh, I actually did a production of that in high school, and I got to be Audrey, which was probably <laughs> one of the funnest things I've ever done. Being eaten by a giant puppet plant was like <laughs> up there with life experiences I've had. <laughs> um, and then, oh, it's it's been a while since I've uh, really seen any any recently, but yeah, Phantom of the Opera, Little Shop of Horrors, and I'm trying to think of something in that vein, like Beetlejuice comes to mind, but I probably. Oh, uh, okay. I'll say I'll say Sweeney Todd. Another okay. One. Yeah, I, yeah, I'll go Sweeney Todd. Yeah. All right. Fair. Fair. Like <laughs> I'm definitely more in the like I I like like the happy funny ones. So <laughs> I, I I I'm I'm bad. Like this is my like not my worst time of year. Like I I don't like scary. Um. I'm supposed oh, no. <laughs> uh, it's it's bad like it's I, I I'm not a big fan of scary I I don't really like Halloween but we do like I've I've got Netflix screeners for the fall of the the fall of the house of Usher which is the new Mike Flanagan show mm-hmm. uh for like the haunting on hill house and midnight mass <laughs> that type of stuff Oh yeah um and I I was like okay I'll watch this so I started it last night I got like maybe 10 minutes. It was great. Bruce Greenwood's in it. And I love Bruce Greenwood. So I'm like, all right, yeah, this is fun. This is this is good. And then it got to the part where it was like, now we're going to turn on the scare. And I'm like, no, I had to turn it off. It was like, it was like <laughs> 930. I'm like, nope, nope. I'm going to have to watch this Saturday morning because I, I can't be it can't be dark when this is going on. There's spoiler. There's somebody raising from the dead. And I was like, nah, 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 I'm out. I can't, I can't I can't do this. It was too much. Uh, it was too much for me. Um, but speaking of not being scared, Suitor Armor. Uh, let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about your comic Suitor Armor. So uh, first off, can you tell us a little bit about Suitor Armor? What's kind of like the plot with Suitor Armor? 
Yeah. So they'll propose to whoever you're following uh, a girl named Lucia, who is a fairy and hiding amongst humans because the fae and humans are at war and there's a lot of contention. Um, she is lady in waiting to Kiersey, who is a human girl engaged to the human king. And upon arriving to the castle before their marriage, um, she's sort of thrown into the thick of things and is introduced to Modius, who is an enchanted suit of armor who is starting to gain sentience beyond past what his initial enchantment was uh, designed to be. Um, I was, I was trying, if I was, I was trying to think of some, like a series that was kind of close um, because you do have, so a little bit of spoilers for Suter Armor. We'll, we'll go into like some bigger stuff a little bit later, um, but for the people that haven't read the series yet, or maybe not caught up, um, there is a underlying uh, theme of there is a war between the humans and the fairies, or the fae. Um, the only thing that I was thinking of that was kind of close, I was getting like Carnival Row type of-ish vibes. Not Carnival Rows, it got guns. And an, or, and an Orlando Bloom. So when you get Orlando Bloom, we'll we'll be in business. But um, so yeah, like they've got yeah, they, it's it's kind of similar. Like there is like this uh, like the the fighting between like the humans and the Fey and everything like that. So I, I really like that aspect, and I think you did a really good job, especially again, kind of spoilery. Um, what you <laughs> did with the with the elves, I thought that touch was very very good. Um, so what kind of brought about the ideas for um suitor armor so like we'll just kind of go into so like with the with the fairies getting their you know the wings cut off turning into the elves how did that kind of like come about like was that you just sitting around you know thinking be like you know what would be great these elves what if they just didn't have wings like <laughs> yeah. how, how did that kind of happen uh, well, with the elves, um, it sort of originated where with what I wanted to do with the fairies, like throughout my entire I loved fairies growing up, but there wasn't a lot of stuff for them at the time outside of like, you know, stuff like Tinkerbell. We and, had Wings you know. Club back in the day. Yeah, we, we did have. Yeah, I, I do remember watching that. Um but I remember there, I one of the things I did with Pseudormer is like, I love the idea of like big fairies, like these really, you know, like. Um, a lot of stuff kind of got handed off to the elves with like Tolkien and stuff of being the uh, magical, regal, beautiful uh, race. Orlando in, in Blooms, the world. yes, yeah, Orlando yeah. Blooms and stuff. And I was just like, but I, I, I was like sick and tired of seeing fairies just be cutesy little tiny pixie sort of um, uh, creatures. So I was like, well, what if we made fairies big? And I was like, well, I still kind of want to have elves. And literally the only difference between a big fairy and an elf is the lack of wings. And so I came to the conclusion. I was like, well, elves don't have to be a race. Elf could just be a name for a fairy without wings. And um, yeah, that's kind of how, how that came about was just realizing that once I sized my fairies up, there really wasn't much of a difference between the fae and the and the elves. Um, and so I connected that sort of in, in lore and the universe as to the reason for them both existing, but actually being one and the same. I, I like it. Like it, that was one of the things that, cause I, I, you know, when you're reading, you're like, oh, these, there's elves too. How come the elves aren't being like persecuted? And then you cut, well, I mean, they are kind of, but I mean, not, they're not being like murdered on the streets. Um, yeah. <laughs> but like, uh, so I guess it's a plus. Um, so, but yeah, when you, when you go into and you meet, um, uh, I, we're not gonna, I don't want to spoil a whole bunch of stuff. 
when you meet some people and find out that uh, I, I say I'm not going to spoil anything, but I just <laughs> spoiled. I don't. It, here's the thing: spoilers. I don't know. Guys, this is weird. This is the thing. Um, <laughs> but when you find out that you know fairies can go and have have operations and have their wings removed themselves to kind of live in that not i mean they're still like almost like second i mean they're still basically second class citizens but they're not being hunted and like yeah, that's kind of threat yeah which i i like this like the magic comes from the wings and everything like that so if you remove the wings you remove the magic so therefore they're just kind of like peons now i thought that was a really good touch and that was one of the my favorite things about your your writing and your storytelling was it's so in depth it's and I, i've read i read a lot of webtoons and there are some really good ones that you're like oh yeah, yeah this is you know super in depth all the time really good character development all of it and then you got some of them you're like yeah we got good character development but that story though we're just playing soccer that's that's kind of <laughs> i mean i love it but it's like we're just playing soccer all the time um so like things like that where uh you know you have but i, I loved this this series because like it's it's really in depth which i i thoroughly enjoy um you have a plethora of characters and all of the characters have i mean some of them have redeeming qual i mean the majority of them have redeeming qualities there's there's <laughs> some that you know uh some dude who may or may not have shot a deer uh kind of, kind of a, it's okay he can he can go away if you know if something ever happened to him um something like yeah like, so like I, I really like that how important is like the character development and everything in your story really important i mean um like i said i love long form slow burn storytelling which webtoon really lets me do you know with like episodes being released mm -hmm. and stuff and i know where all my character story arcs are going to end um you know and they always say the middle part is the hard part which is true you know making that ending make sense you know how did they get from point a to point b um and you know as relationships change between characters and and whatnot um yeah i i i always I get one of one of the things that I that annoyed me so much when I would watch TV shows and this is while I do love uh long form storytelling in episodic fashion um there there is a, an issue at times with long form story where they don't actually know how their show is going to end and they're just seeing how long their series can go for and as a result yep. you have characters making decisions that don't line up with what they were doing previously or what their character was presented as and um so I th that absolutely drives me nuts. And so when it came to my story, I was like, okay, how is this going to end? I need to know my ending to make sure that, you know, everyone stays on track with their character arc. Um, because if that inconsistent, it, like, I think the, the worst thing anyone could tell me is like, oh, if like so-and-so, um, that character decision didn't make any sense, that probably would gut me more than any other or like your art is stupid. I'd be like, okay, well, that's a better opinion. But if someone said like that character arc didn't feel like it made sense, I would, I would be like, crap, that did the very thing that I absolutely hate that I see in long form storytelling. Sometimes it is, it is the worst, especially in, um, I'm just going to throw a random series out there. We'll just talk about Friday night lights. Um, Jesse Pellman's character, uh, Landry kills a guy, just literally kills a guy. Uh, and then, like two episodes later, it's done. Like we just we just don't care anymore. But like, there's no, things, no like, trauma or that? anything. No, like there was trauma for like 
the 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 two or three episodes that it lasted and then they were just like yeah we're kind of done with this story point like we'll just we'll put him in a band it'll be fine like yeah it's we'll do that it's bad like terrible storytelling um great show love it texas forever um (laughs) but yeah like i i i i hate that as well like when when shows don't have that or, or or even stories and everything don't have that you know like not necessarily a clear end but at least a goal that they're trying to hit um yeah. it's it's it kind of sucks um uh, especially as someone who uh does also consume a lot of uh um digital like a uh, um, movies and tv uh comics and everything for the show i kind of have to do that um I consume a lot of media and you can definitely see like when someone like tries and then when they're just like, Hey, I'm just going to like throw this out there so we can get that buck, you know? Yeah. Um, which I understand, get your bag if you can. I mean, everybody got to make some money, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, yeah, but don't sacrifice the storytelling to tell like mediocre stories, which is what I love about Suter armor. Um, what kind of so i know we talked about like what brought on the elves and everything but you have a, a again you have a plethora of characters here um what brought about all of like one the story for suitor armor and then um were any of these characters like based on anything like like you tried to make uh we'll just say mobius like al from full metal alchemist you know something <laughs> like that like is was there anything like that uh, that kind of happened um so the initial idea came from a dream that I had. I keep a dream journal on my side table because I have, well, the thing is like everyone has more creative or like plot idea dreams than one might think. It's just, if you don't record it, you forget about them. Mm-hmm. Um, So I have a little notebook next to my uh, bed that if I wake up from a dream that has like just some weird like if it had any kind of cohesive idea in it, I, I'd write it down. And um, Suitor Armor was literally just girl uh, falls in love with an enchanted suit of armor, a dark knight. And um, no, no fairies, no Noriks, no nothing. Like there wasn't anything like that in the dream. So I wrote it down. I also drew an image, posted it on my Tumblr of just like the first drawing of Lucia and Modius. Um, they didn't have names at that point. Um, but then as a, a lot of people seemed interested in these characters just from that image. And so I was like, okay, I want to see if maybe, maybe I could develop this into something more. And that's when I put everything in there, like the, the Fae and the things that I kind of wanted to see in, uh, fantasy that we, that I wasn't really getting. I was like, oh, if no one's going to give it to me, I might as well just make it. Yeah. Um, and as far as like characters being inspired from from other ones, I can't think of any that I like purposefully um, like thought of as I was creating them. A lot of people will make comparisons later on. Um, I I've never seen Full Metal Alchemist, but That's, I got a here's lot the thing, of that. Here's the thing. You're gonna you're gonna this take this will be some flack. You don't have to. It's not very good. Don't watch it. It's fine. <laughs> you you can pass on it. It's all right. Yeah, but I, I got some people who would compare. I, I've also heard Carnival Row brought up too. And um, the thing is, is whenever someone mentions something that they compare to Suitor Armor in terms of having the same vibe, it is instantly put on watch after Suitor Armor is complete list. Because the last thing I want to do is go and actually read or watch those things and yeah. see similarities and accidentally maybe absorb more from it um, and have it influence my my story idea. Um 
But the way I see it, it's like, oh, I've got a list of fun fantasy stuff to watch after I wrap up the series. <laughs> it was one of those things that I wish that, you know, when the first season of Carnival Row came out, uh, I believe that was, it was either 2019 or 2020 when that came out. Um, when that first season, like, I was like, man, I really wish there was something else. Like, I, I wish there was something else that in this, like, same genre or vein because mm -hmm. fairies versus humans is not a very like there, there's not a lot like it's you sad yeah like, yeah <laughs> especially i mean especially now um but like yeah before we knew that there was going to be a second season of carnival i wish i would have known that this was here um i mean <laughs> I, I, I don't think you were making it yet but um, <laughs> i wish i would have known you know something like this existed because like i would have been all over this back then too like i would have been a weekly instead of binging at all um uh, yeah, so like I've, I'm like, oh my goodness, that was like it, it, it fits so well, and I just love the, the, you know, the whole story. It's kind of like, if it's like a Peaky Blinders, except there's fairies involved. Mm -hmm. Every, everyone's English. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Obligatory lot. English. Exactly. They're like, it's a fantasy setting. Let's make them English. So <laughs> yeah, it, it, I mean, it works. Um, all right, so with uh, you also put like a good. Like, I also like that you uh, you balance uh, drama, and you balance romance, and you balance um, suspense and action all together, which I think is you know very well done because you don't really see it that often. If it's like, hey, we're gonna be we're gonna be a romance, we're gonna be romance, and this is just all media kind of like in general. We're gonna be mm -hmm. romance, we're gonna be romance. If we're gonna be drama, we're gonna stick to drama. Um, romances and things like that they're going to be kind of like side little additional things i you do a really good job of kind of blending that all together um where does like the storytelling aspect come from uh well in the form of of webtoon uh every time i create an episode or i'm writing for an episode uh, i have this like written at the top of every script um I ask, what do the readers learn this episode, either about the characters or about the plot or about the world? Like, that's my rule is every episode has to contain a new piece of information. It doesn't have to be a giant plot, you know, point or anything. But um, in pacing a webtoon, it can uh, it can be pretty easy to fall into sort of like a stagnant uh you know, or like uh, the the pacing where like a few episodes I was really chill and then all of a sudden you've got stuff happening and then it goes back to being really chill and stuff. So like I, I try to maintain uh, that sort of balance as moving forward through uh, the story. Um, so that way each episode feels satisfactory in that like, okay, I dedicated time to reading this and I came away with a little bit more of the story um, or I know these characters a little bit more. And um, that was also part of my reason for not introducing my big bad until kind of late in the story. I took my time because I felt like introducing the big bad too early would have messed with like, it's a big story. It's a big world. I have a lot of characters. And I was like, I'm going to take the chance and kind of slow burn it. I'm running the risk of people getting bored um, if I don't like you know, it's like, don't move too slow, but also don't move too fast because then yeah. people will be overwhelmed and stuff. So it's, 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 it's an interesting, uh, and I was really learning by the seat of my pants, especially in season one. Cause I was like, I've never made a webtoon before. So this is learning on the job sort of a thing. Um, but yeah, like just the, the pacing and, and trying to remember that you are trying to relay information to your readers as well as tell a story. 
in in this sort of episodic uh fashion um what do you want your um readers to take away from suitor armor because you've got a lot of really good themes and everything in yeah there's suitor armor there's a lot of there's a lot of lessons in suitor armor um i think one of the main things that is pretty prevalent uh, across all the boards because it's it's told through Lucia is um uh maybe maybe in talking to people who are not marginalized or are not closeted or whatever that people coming forward and being who they are is not an invalidation of your existence you know that letting people be who they are even if that's different from you is not a threat to your own existence it's just a validation that they exist and that they are allowed to be happy and then on the flip side of those people who are struggling with maybe being surrounded by people who don't know certain things about them or don't uh or are afraid to come forward and and you know be who they are to the people that they love and that anxiety and stuff is that you are even if those people do not accept you for who you are you are going to find the people that do and those are going to be the people who stay with you and are going to be the important people in your lives i love it yeah I, I, the the found family thing is definitely one of oh the, yeah the big the like that's kind of what i like a lot of what i was taking from um from the series um and yeah like everyone can you know apply that to their lives so i i thought that was one of a you know one of the a good parts of the the series speaking of good parts of the series uh spoilers everybody for <laughs> everything uh past well, everything up to chapter one well i guess not up to chapter after chapter how, how would you say that i'm, I'm and blanking, end of like, season two end of season, season two that's the better way to say that um so uh so spoilers for uh episode or season one and season two um so spoilers right now um i'll i'll tell you when you can come back so earmuffs everybody if, if you don't want <laughs> if you don't want the spoilers skip like a, a, a couple minutes um my goodness uh <laughs> you you went brutal at the end of season two i i yes. i was expecting a little something here and there like a little bit of the thing but they were like you know we're just gonna murder everyone i was like oh, okay jeez <laughs> like what were, were were you getting paid by the death like did you have too many characters and you just like hey, i just write them off um Nope, I this was something I had planned from the beginning and um it it is very sudden and it hits very hard and I I actually did get comments uh from people who accessed it early. Some people were complaining like that was just too much too soon and I was like, "Listen, um this stuff happens too much too soon. It's not like I'm going to slow burn you into like an uh a you know, deaths like this because that's they were quite literally unalived by someone, <laughs> you know, there's no easing into that. Um, and I, I do, I do like that you were giving us some really good character growth. Like we were like, all right, cool. I'm really starting to like this character. I was, I loved our King before he was, he was great. And now I'm like, you know what? I'm all for it. He's gonna, he's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna be that change. We all need murdered. And you're like, oh, okay. Well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Um, does it, does it sound terrible if I say I was really looking forward to the end of season two? I was no, really I, excited. See, I love, the, I love that though. Like that's perfect because you're like, yes. Now I wait, and and everyone will, everyone oh, will yes. be able to see. I um, yeah. It it it's I I love story beats 
that change the status quo. Like I said, there's there's this um, chance in a story that's long form that if you don't change things every once in a while that have the characters face a sudden new reality, then, you know, the stakes don't get higher. At the same time, you don't want to raise the stakes so high that anything you do after that is going to be, you know, pretty minor in, in comparison. Um, you know, I, I don't want to have my uh, Marvel Endgame moment too early yeah. <laughs> before, you know, continuing the story. Um, but yeah, the, these 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 story beats are some of the ones I daydream about because it does take a while to get to them as a creator of a long form story. And um, it's uh, yeah, it was quite I. I tell you i was i was sweating when the the clock was counting down for that to be released and i was like oh boy i'm gonna be getting some comments for sure <laughs> uh so okay so i like that you're saying everybody's names because like i'm terrible um my boy my squire boy is is i was going with peers but i'm pretty sure that's not how it's pronounced that's actually how i pronounce it really? peers. Oh, yeah yes okay cool like he was the one that was like where's my boy at like when when all the fighting's going down at the castle i was like where's my boy i don't know i don't know where yeah he, i don't know where he's at like i was i was nervous <laughs> i'm, I'm kind of like where, where's he at man yeah yeah no don't 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 worry <laughs> okay it's like just don't kill him yet like he's gonna live for a little bit um he's 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 gotta turn the elves and and help the elves I guess in the fairies and the humans not kill each other anymore. Maybe? Yeah, definitely in the uh, season finale, um, there were certain characters that I was just like, they would be fighting in the background, but I just don't have the time or resources to add them in right now because there's like there's just so much going yeah. on already in this episode. <laughs> uh, and you killed that one knight. I don't even remember his name. I hated him. I so did much. not I... give him a name. Good, perfect, good. He, I, yeah, he, he does I'm not glad need he's one. dead. I, it's really funny with some of the stuff in my story. There are certain, like, people have been speculating forever what the name of the kingdom is, and I have not given one because it doesn't really matter. It There's no real, like, geography in my universe that people have to worry about. So when people ask me, what's the kingdom's name? I'm like, I don't have one. <laughs> uh, what's that knight's name? He doesn't have one. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the kingdom of... Fill in the blank. Yeah, yeah. Mad, Mad Lib it. <laughs> oh, there you go. The Kingdom of Mad Lib. You, just, you gotta <laughs> say it really quick like Mad Lib. <laughs> yes. Um, like, like how English people, they don't do, you know, uh, consonants. So yeah. it's, yeah, it's like Spider-Man, you know, like that. You just get, you just <laughs> knock off some, you just knock those things off and just kind of combine it. Um, yeah, it's, it's been fun to see people come up with it. I'm just like, it's whatever you want it to be. <laughs> uh, um, it's the kingdom of the kingdom of Josh. This is just kind of cool. Just saying, if, if you ever oh, decide oh, you yeah. want to like, put something in there. Um, so what do you have like, without, you know, really big spoilers and everything? Um, also, uh, Modi is, you know, uh, getting that angry stuff. Like he doesn't really get angry too much, um, yeah. but he, he done killed it a man. Or yeah. una or unalived him. I don't know. I'm I'm Baby's old. Like I, it's like I'm old. We say we, I still say kill. Like it's like no. Um, <laughs> well, this doesn't hardly ever go up on YouTube. It'll be fine. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like with uh with like that, I was like Modius. Like this is gonna be a thing. Somebody somebody's gonna turn a corner and be like, wait a minute. Um, or they're gonna look at this guy and be like. Hmm, this unnamed knight that we don't know uh, that who we all think is kind of a hole 
uh <laughs> he's got he's got a scratch that looks conveniently like modius's giant yeah. claw i i really wanted to leave our our main our main characters with um you know uh, the question of where is season three going to open up with when you know you've you've le you're leaving modius who is uh standing over a knight that he just uh murdered um one of one of Rickon's elves is now out of the picture, um, which, funny enough, originally both elves were actually supposed to die at the end of season two. Mm. Um, I find that there are some things as I write them, as I'm creating uh, the series and and the season, that uh, things will change as the story progresses. Just not major plot points necessarily, but. Um, things that I feel like they fit in the story originally, but as, as I'm creating it, I'm realizing like, oh, that puzzle piece doesn't fit there as well as I thought it did. So I will tweak things as I go along, still keeping to the same framework, but I'm trying not, uh, I try not to be unafraid to change things if it feels right to change them. So uh, only one elf <laughs> died. <laughs> I, I do have a question about the elves because I, I don't, remember it ever being talked about but there's a lot of it again if you if you delve into the comment section um they go with those two being like brother sister twins are they like brother sister twins or is it like a, they were lovers at one point like or are they just like they just happen to be blondes and he just they, collects blondes they <laughs> they they are in fact twins okay. um in in the scene where you see Lucia's father's wings in Rickon's collection, you also see the elves' wings, and they yeah. have matching mantis-themed uh, wings. And that was part of the reason for Rickon wanting them is that they're a rarity. You know, they're twins. They're a set. You know, that sort of gross okay. line of thinking. Um, but they are, in fact, siblings. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Like I, I was kind of leaning that way, but I. I didn't like I remember the scene where like you know uh, she goes and she touches the um the the display um but I I just didn't remember or I I I wanted the clarification yeah yeah that's one of the things I didn't state explicitly you know but yes they they are in fact uh, siblings so without you know spoilers um what are you looking forward to in season three. Uh, definitely the fallout of what happened in at the end of season two. Um, I think season three, you know, I'm uh, with the outline that I'm putting together and finalizing things as I start to work on it uh, is probably I'm mo I'm very excited to work on this one out of the seasons I've worked on one and two, three, I'm even more excited. Um just because obviously I left the characters with a lot of fallout and consequences to actions and and uh, things that they have to deal with. And like I said, this is this was me taking like all the characters, all the plot points in a jar and then shaking it aggressively. <laughs> all right. <laughs> to see how they deal with it. Webtoon's not listening. Can you give us a spoiler? A little, a little spoiler. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> ah, it's, it's, that's a good answer. See, Webtoon, you can go ahead and Verba's great. She, no, no spoilers it there. Be fun. So. It wouldn't be fun if I gave anyone ideas of what was happening next. I get to let people stew in anxiety while I work on season three. <laughs> the, on, the only good thing that we know is Unnamed Night is unalived. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. oh perfect. He dead. 
that's good that's your spoiler everybody everybody can have a nice party afterwards um so uh now probably you also have some something coming up uh dungeon z dragon z related yes so can you tell us a little bit about uh the new series Yes, so we announced it at uh, San Diego Comic-Con this year, which I had the pleasure of attending. Uh, it is titled Bree and the Borrowed Blade. Uh, it follows the daughter of Dritz Doden and uh, I hope I didn't butcher his last name. Don't come for me, please. Um, and Caddy Bree uh, follows her daughter Bree or Breezy. Um, and she takes her one of her father's iconic swords, uh, Twinkle, who has a different name right now, but Bree calls it Twinkle and uh, goes on her own journey to figure out who she is as a hero. So how is that working on like Dungeons and like a Dungeons and Dragons like book? Because like, I, I don't know. I don't know how that kind of works. I mean, like playing Dungeons and Dragons is one thing, but then like, how do you write Dungeons and Dragons? Like, I don't know. Like, do you just write about a campaign that you did? Like, I don't under I, I don't <laughs> I don't understand how that 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 works. A lot of research. I definitely, you know, Pseudorammer is my own thing. So I'm able to, you know, I'm creating lore and I'm doing pretty much everything. I don't have anyone to like check and be like, oh, does this clash with anything that's happened canonically mm -hmm. in, in the universe? Um, so there's a lot of research, a lot of um, you know, um, I'm I'm doing the writing and uh um so I don't I don't have to worry about art or anything. So it's primarily focusing on a story and then I give it to to wizards and, you know, they'll either say yay or nay to things. They'll give it back. I'll make changes. It's um like a game of tennis on it. Honestly, it's not as quick or as streamlined as when I'm doing suitor armor because it's just me doing it. Um, I've had the pleasure of talking with Ari Salvatore, who was brought in on the project, you know, since. He is Drift's father and all that, you know, and also he knows the lore behind Drift and, and this world as well as anyone that you can find. And, um, you know, so I've I've had him to talk to, which has been an absolute delight and um, honor to sort of talk to him about, you know, his creative process and giving uh, he'll give me um, tips or ideas or just stuff in the creative process of working in the realm of D and D, and um, is definitely I'm I'm more comfortable with the team now that we've been working together for so long. But initially, I was absolutely petrified. This was like like big cheese compared to anything I had done previously. <laughs> um, I remember getting the initial email of them asking me if I would like to be involved in this sort of project, and I did not know who Wizards of the Coast were at the time, and so I had to like google i was like you know because you get job offers sometimes that are from mm -hmm. people who you're like i i can't really you know join this project because it you know i don't have as much time and so i need to be selective about what i say yes to and so you know googling wizards of the coast and just being like oh okay so this is actually like oh, okay oh boy <laughs> like these are those guys that did them pokemon cards back in the day <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that was yeah oh my gosh it's been quite an amazing experience to be sure so uh so ari salvatore so how how does that work do, do you do you just like get on a zoom and he's like hey so <laughs> dark elf right <laughs> like he's a drow like how, yeah. how does the how does that like kind of go uh did you um, did you did you read a bunch of um 
like okay so that's another thing i always went with like dritz because like i didn't know how to pronounce it because i mean when you just read i'm like dritz like that's how i I'm went i'm pretty sure that's it yeah is dritz. it okay yeah um it's yeah like fantasy names it's like hit or miss when you say right? them out loud like um, i i always thought it was uh uh aragon for like the longest time and i was like oh the it's, it's came aragorn out like, oh, oh i'm sorry <laughs> um uh somebody tell that to um never mind i was gonna say i was gonna try and butcher vigo mortensen's name but like nothing was coming <laughs> to mind um so like yeah so like did, did you read any any of those books uh kind of like in preparation i they actually were very kind in giving me a pdf just rundown of pretty much you got the cliff everything. notes you got the cliff notes of the cliff that's notes. cool you got the dritz I bought, notes i also bought like it just came out like the the dritz visual dictionary that came out visual dictionary. it's it's like this giant book that they put together that has um if you remember those star wars books that were like those i, I had i had the star wars one i had the lord of the rings ones yes. uh, yeah yeah so it's basically that i also bought that but they gave me giant like pdf documents that were um just and you know obviously not all of this was information i was going to use but initially when we were trying to nail down what we wanted to do in the beginning i had a giant sandbox to sift through essentially of like locations people creatures like uh, yeah and um Bob is usually with us in Zoom calls to there to be there as a resource to to you know throw anything against the wall that he might have to say. I have had the pleasure of meeting him in person. Nice. Um, I got to go and um, have lunch with him, which was like an awesome experience to talk to someone who's been in this industry for a long time. And you know, just you know, I I asked him a bunch of things about his career and and how he got started, and you know lessons he learned the do's and don'ts so i could try and absorb some of that wisdom for me moving forward <laughs> um so who's the who's the artist for the for the series this is uh the artist is ryan manulet and they go by a uh, ryan lecount on their socials um an incredible incredible artist um i'm so excited for everyone to see their work and um it's also kind of a magical experience being the writer on a project like this and also not you know, the artist at the same time, like I am with Suter Armor, um, you know, because I'm writing these scripts, handing them off to Ryan, and then seeing art magically spawn out of nowhere. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> so you have a habit with uh, putting other webtoon characters in your comics. <laughs> um, for instance, you did Raven Saga, which I thought was great because we've had Chihiro on. So I was like, hey, Yay! that was good. Love her to death. Amazing. Um, oh, I have her art book. I love it oh, so much. Beautiful. Um, so yeah, like I, when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's awesome. Like I was really excited for that. So like that was super cool. Um, maybe are they going to have a little Brie? Maybe a little Brie coming in? Because I mean, here's the thing. She's an elf. She can go <laughs> murder some people. That'd be pretty dope. I'm just saying. Uh, that that I would probably have to like ask wizards like hey can I just like it's just a background cameo am I allowed to do that because I would rather ask them for permission and then be That's like fair. yeah no it's fine then then slip it in there and then have like a wizard's lawyer show up at my door <laughs> that would be the worst a wizard <laughs> lawyer just like popping down the door be like I don't know I'm a or like, they what do you do? Gandalf like, my way. right? It's like, what? Like, how does that come? Like, does a person actually go to the door? Do they send an owl? Like, I don't want to find out. I do like, not want to find that's, out. <laughs> that's the smartest thing. Now, wizards, uh, wizards, if you're listening, what would be really cool? And I'm pretty sure that uh, both Purpa and you know, you know, maybe somebody who kind of brought this idea up. Uh, maybe when the series launches, maybe you do a little card, a 
a little Brie card. You know, <laughs> since you do cards, maybe a little Brie card. Just saying, little little promo coming out, like sending idea. up to people. Yeah, I'm just saying, it'd be cool. It'd be cool. I'm just, <laughs> we're gonna put that out there. It'd be cool. Um, all right. So, kind of the uh, really, I mean, you've been great. It's been fun. I, the, the last couple things I want to go with. Um, if we're able to have like a you know a webtoon Dungeons and Dragony thing, maybe we get some we get some creators on, maybe to have a little a little Dungeons and Dragons session. You down for that? You down to do a little D and D? Oh, I, I say that I am. I've been practicing in Baldur's Gate. I've I know the mechanics. I've got it down. I'm confident to say that I would love to do that. All right, perfect. We'll make that happen. We'll make a, we'll make a little D and D happen. Um, <laughs> Are you are you currently reading or watching anything that um, you think our our listeners and your readers you think they would enjoy? Um, at the moment, I'm reading a lot of uh, books, kind of themed around the spooky season. You know, some murder. All mysteries. right, all right. So that's all, everybody. Uh, see you <laughs> next week. <Yeah. laughs> nothing, nothing too scary, Josh. I promise. All right. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm sure a lot of my readers have maybe already read this book, but I, I would obviously recommend Legends and Lattes if you're looking for a, um. Maybe, maybe like a Dungeons and Dragons-y type fantasy cozy that doesn't have maybe as high as stakes as what you've been reading in my series at the moment. Yeah, I anything, get, get your friends together. Do another Lord of the Rings binge marathon. <laughs> it's We're about to hit the 15th anniversary. So, oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, I, I felt, I was like, oh, no, wait, it's not 15. It's more than that. I've, I think it is. I think it's 20 because wasn't it fellowship? wasn't it 2000 or was it two, was it 2005 wait we hold are on. we are looking this we up. got it's this 2001 2001 so that's that's 20 21 year 22 years 22 years since the first one came out lord have mercy um all right yeah so yeah <laughs> let's, let's do it let's do it lord of the rings yeah do ah, now i'm like we gotta do a lord of the ring that's so much time though that's that's nine ten eleven hours how much is that with extended yeah the extended there's ones, there's only there there's only like... one version to watch who watches the if if you have the theatrical version and the extended version nobody watches the theatrical version it's true yeah it, i want i want all of isildur walking into that river and getting shot like i want all of it i want the whole thing i don't want just the like him floating on a river you know, I want, I want the, the I want the whole version. Yeah, I want the whole what the theatrical is. <laughs> exactly. Um, oh god, yeah, that's a we can do that in December. We'll do that. Herpa, do you want to come back in December to some Lord of the Rings with us? You can be on one of those episodes, or you can be on all three of those episodes. We'll we'll do Lord of the Rings, we'll do the extended, we'll talk about it, we'll have a nice fun episode. Oh, you're you're if invited you're, back. If you're okay with me ugly crying at certain parts that I'm down. <laughs> Who says I'm not gonna ugly cry? Like? <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll all be there for each other. Um, yeah, that's, that'd be fun. Um, also a, cr a crazy thing, like one, like the, the movies still held up so well. Um, and you know, they know how to light a dark scene, unlike yes. Game of Thrones. So, oh, what you wanted to see what was happening on screen? <laughs> a little bit. You wanted like a to see little their bit. faces? Um, what would be, oh man. Okay. So real quick. So last Lord of the Rings thing, and then we'll leave. I promise. I okay, promise. Okay. This is the last Lord of the Rings. There, there is a there is a specific like a bit of trivia that happens whenever anybody mentions like Lord of the Rings. Are is you there talking a... about the helmet scene? Yeah, there he is. Yep, <laughs> yep. One hundred. It is. It is the most. 
well-known trivia fact i think of any movie that's ever been made it's like yes. did it's you not know that Viggo Mortensen one, was... though i know it's I, not... I, the one where he deflects the the weapon but, that got actually yeah. thrown at him i find that way more interesting and impressive and i'm just like if you know that one that's the one like i could listen to that one all the time and i could still be amazed every time because that so one you're like, like he almost died, died. <laughs> yeah that man is actually it's one of those actors where you're just like oh so they actually just went out and found aragorn and asked if he wanted to be in the movie pretty much pretty much um oh man and then uh, my boy haldir that's such a that hurts me every time that he he dies at helm's deep oh i'm like my, my poor my poor elf boy i'm like bro you didn't you didn't deserve that you weren't even supposed to be here and you're i still... can't i can't like uh, i will ugly cry every time boromir takes those arrows oh every it's time. so sad the the fact that we have such epic music going on and then the moment oh. that first arrow there's no music for five minutes like all of that is just silent and it's like that's good that's good that's perfect no that's... one could say anything bad about those movies like i refuse to believe that there's actual flaws with those movies it's one of those things that just happen oh what happened to the fantasy in hollywood that's why one of the reasons i made super armor like i am all down for like watching the avengers but i got really tired of superheroes and i was like do you remember the days where we had a lord of the rings movie coming out every few years like i was barely old enough to really like recognize the era and beauty i was living in and i didn't appreciate it <laughs> best part my birthday is december 18th so i got the first one on my birthday i got the second one like the day before my birthday and like the third one the day after it was it was beautiful like for those three years i was like Whenever my birthday came, it's like I knew I was getting the Lord of the Rings movie, and it was oh. so, it was so great. Um, so lucky. Oh, man. Like Peter well, Jackson, well, you did this for me? <laughs> right? I'm like, Peter, <laughs> It's like, you can do The Hobbit. Just do one. You don't got to do like three versions of it. It's fine. Oh, you you oh, got to share. No, we're going to be here that. for another hour if we talk about those movies. Uh, uh, that'll be December. We'll have Purple Bag in December. We'll do Lord oh, of yeah. the Rings. We'll do a, we'll do a, oh, yeah, you know, that, the, the, is it Franken and Bass or is it Franklin and like the the the, the looking, Hobbit I'm the old Hobbit? I'm looking it up because it's important that we give people it is, the information. It is. Uh, it's available on HBO Max if you want to watch it. So yes, check it out there. Oh, it's 1977. It was a little earlier. Than it's I a Star Wars movie. Rank, rank, uh, rank, Rankin, Rankin and, and Bass. Or, yeah, you had I it was, right. Just one letter. I I was Ankin and Bassin all all day long. Um. <laughs> So, uh, again, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I, I really do appreciate it. It was, it was a lot of fun. Um, for people that want to find you uh, social media-wise and check out Suitor Armor, how do they do that? Uh, I am the Purpa on all social media, except for Instagram. I'm Mel Pulse over there. It's just one of those things where I did not change my name until things blew up, and now I'm stuck with it. So <laughs> It happens. Yeah. It's okay. People, I have the logo across all my icons, so everyone knows it's me. But yeah, the Purpa uh, on, uh, let's see, Twitter. It's still Twitter. Come at me. I don't care. I'm not calling it X. Yeah, uh, I, I, I wasn't going <laughs> to correct you. You're, it's, it's Twitter. <laughs> the, fact, the fact that you go to Twitter.com, like when you when you pull it up online, like yep. X, it's Twitter. It's like, it's Twitter. <laughs> but I'm still I'm the purple on there, the purple on Twitch, the purple on Tumblr, and then Mel Pulse on Instagram, <laughs> and then the purple on Blue Sky as well. 
Um, and uh, Suter Armor, where can they check out Suter Armor? You can read Suter Armor on the Webtoon app or website, depending on where you're sitting. Um, the best part, again, it's free. Download it on your phone. You yes. can have, oh shoot, how many do I have? Let's let's check right now. Webtoon. Um, we're going to come over here. We're going to look at... So unfortunately, it doesn't tell me how many things I'm currently subscribed to. Um, friends at Webtoon, if you want to update that, that would be kind of cool. Um, <laughs> but on my recent, I do have 100 series total. Oh so, my gosh. So uh, I've at least done that so we've we're at a, a, a perfect hundred so i think that's pretty cool um yeah, perfect number uh and what about the uh what about brie when does uh when does brie come out uh we have a tentative date for 2024 but nothing more specific beyond that but obviously like as soon as we have something more concrete it's gonna be we're gonna be slapping it up everywhere <laughs> awesome um and you can find me on twitter and instagram at josh l king you can find the podcast on instagram at what's up fandom and on twitter at what's up fandom pc for podcasts you can check out our anime content at the anime book club on all of your socials um we have our anime podcasts that come out on monday and our uh fandom episodes that come out on friday so anna monday and fandom fridays um we haven't been posting right now. I've been sick. It's not been fun. Uh, this is probably the first time that I've actually been able to talk without coughing a whole bunch. And I was coughing during this episode, <laughs> so it's been a it's been an, it's been a bit. So we had we had some off time, but we're back now, back to our regular schedules. Um, you can check out all the purpose stuff. We're gonna put everything in the show notes, so you can find everything there. Um, read Suter Armor. Follow Purpa um, or Mel, uh, Mel, 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 something, Mel, 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 Pulse. I follow you anyway. I just, I just went and I did the, <laughs> I did the thing. I did the, the, the cool thing about, again, on Webtoon, like if you want to follow somebody, you can just like, it gives you their social links right there. Yeah. So you can go on Webtoon and click on it. I was like, okay, follow, done. There you go. I have everything listed there and everything is interconnected. And if you find one, you'll find the others. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> Um, so again, Purpa, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was an absolute pleasure. Oh, no problem. Um, so for What's Up Fandom, I'm Josh. And I'm Purpa. Bye, everybody. <laughs>